0: everybody and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Nikki.
1: Hello, Pete Wright. How are you?
0: You look great holding your mic.
1: I know. I'm, You're
0: a real field reporter. I
1: really feel like a field reporter. Yes. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I want to say something like, thanks for being with us at the ADHD podcast. Next right. is the weather.
0: <laughs> As you can see behind me, uh we we're just in a little bit of chaos we appreciate everybody putting up with uh some of our live uh, recording shenanigans nikki has had has been impacted by evacuations and uh because of the fires along the west coast and so we are we're rolling with it as best we can adaptability it's what we strive for
1: indeed
0: uh we are but we we persevere we right? do and we are in the middle of a back to school series that we're doing for yeah folks.
1: people are still going back to school So we got to be prepared. As hard as that is
0: to believe. (laughs) (laughs) Although at this point, it feels like we're the last to go back to school. Like there's so many stories of people who've been back to school for weeks and uh, we still haven't even started.
1: No, and my my kids actually got delayed another week because of the fires. So they're not scheduled to start until September 21st.
0: Which is when my daughter's going to college. So when we talk about college students going to, I mean, it's like, it's just crazy. So uh, we're going to talk uh, today about planning, uh, doing doing some planning, planning your week. How, how well are you at planning when you are a busy student? Before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com to get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list, and we will send you an email each time a new episode is released. Connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take ADHD, And... If this show has ever touched you, if it has helped you change the way you live your life with ADHD, we invite you to consider joining our fantastic community of uh, ADHDers uh, over at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. For just a few bucks a month, you can join our community, get early access to the show, show up for live streams of us recording. And believe me, had you shown up this morning, you would have been in for a treat. Because we are nuts. Crazy.
1: Uh, Especially but, when we are left to be right, alone. And we're left on is our, our own devices. <laughs> it's not
0: good. Uh, but it, we, you would have been able to do that. And we would love to have you in there. We love uh, chatting. But, the, yes, you know, it is what it is. Anyhow... It, it is the support of our community members that help keep this show growing and thriving over this 10 years that we've been doing the show. So uh, thank you to everybody who has already uh, chosen to support us and join our online community and uh, join and help to grow the show. And, and our deep thanks to those who are considering and maybe even they heading over to patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast to pledge your support today. Thank you, everybody. And now, Nikki Kinzer, let's talk about school.
1: School. Yes. So today we are going to be talking about organizing your time and tasks. When you're a student, um, this is definitely something that I talk to my students uh, about at the very beginning of our work together and then pretty much every day after that, <laughs> uh, especially with students who are uh, younger, who are not necessarily um you know, who are 18, 19, 20 years old, uh, mm-hmm. who've never really had to use a calendar or really had you know, maybe maybe a little bit in school in high school they did, but it's not the same as when they're in college. And so, um, it can be a little bit overwhelming. And one of the things I want people to avoid, which I uh hear all too often, is well, how do you keep how do you keep your tasks in order now? Like how do you know what to do? Oh, I keep it in my head. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah, right. no. Don't do well, this. Well, <laughs> let me ask
0: you. Let me ask you something as uh, uh put on your mom hat, please. Yeah, sure. As if you've ever taken it off. I know, off.
1: right? Do I ever take <laughs> right? that off? I, no, right. I yeah.
0: Don't know. Um it, were your kids Like, how dutiful do you feel like the school system is in high school teaching kids how to do these things? And and I'm asking now because I think there's a direct connection to their level of preparedness in college. They're not.
1: They're not prepared. And what's so interesting is that when they went into middle school, um... They did have a planner. They had like a, a, a yearly planner uh-huh. and they would start to use it at the very beginning. You know, like teachers would kind of, Oh, bring out your planner, but then it went away and never, it was never filled out. It was never, no one really taught them how to use it.
0: And They would do, for us, they would do planner checks, uh-huh. and all they would consist of is, we're going to open your planner and see if you wrote assignments in the planner somewhere. Somewhere There was right. no rhyme or reason to it. There was no sense of, of effort connected to the planner, but did you write the words on the page somewhere? Right. And that was the extent and of it And that was the us. extent of it.
1: Well, then they stopped making them. So now yeah. they don't even have them. Um, and in high school... I don't know if they have planners to be honest with you or not. My son is not one to share too much about... <laughs> his <laughs> his uh, study plans. Um, he's a good student, and so I'm very yeah. He's lucky. doing okay, so
0: you don't have to worry. I don't worry have so to worry about, that, about right? it because he's he, got a system.
1: He's a good he's a good student. My but, but if you don't is, have a
0: system, there's a real reason that you don't have a system and you're struggling. Is because nobody's teaching you how to do no it. No one's teaching you how okay. to do it,
1: and this is especially true with ADHD. And I yeah. and I can't emphasize that enough how important this is when you have ADHD. You know to learn how to use your calendar and how. How to organize your tasks. Um, my daughter, you know, has ADHD. She's going into high school. Um, and she told me the other day, she's like, well, it, all of their electives got cut, right? Because they're doing online mm-hmm. school. So they're not doing uh, electives right now. And she goes, well, it's a good thing I didn't, that we're not doing electives. And I said, why? And she goes, well, I filled out what I wanted, like all of my preferences and everything. But I realized that I never turned it in.
0: Oh, dear.
1: So she's probably going to end dear. up with welding. So sweet. I mean, right? Let's be Wh- honest. Which
0: has been canceled anyway, right? Like, <laughs> so
1: it's gone <laughs> now gonna anyway. Unless you're going to do some
0: Zoom welding. Zoom Good luck welding. with your house. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> but it's a great example of, especially with ADHD, you are not taught that, oh, I need to make sure this is turned in well, how do you make sure that something's turned in that you filled out? You have to have it written somewhere. You have to have some kind of reminder because you will forget. And in her mind, and everybody here listening, I'm sure can understand, in her mind, it was done. She already yeah. did it. She already filled it out. Right. It wasn't the, even... The
0: effort, the, the bulk of the effort was already was put done. in.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think it really is important that we we teach these things. And it is, again, a lot of the work that I do with students because it's just not natural. The number two thing that I would say to avoid is not only looking at the school's website because that's the other thing I hear. Well, how how are you organizing your exams? Like, how do you know what's coming up next? Well, I just look at the school website and you know, Canvas, Blackboard, all of those kinds. Every student or every university has a different one, um, mm-hmm. and they are looking at this, and so they feel confident that they know what to do. Well, this is good. I mean, I I think you should look at the website every, every day. Um, But it also needs to be written down somewhere. So again, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's the same thing as somebody telling you something and you're not writing it down and forgetting. You can read something and still not remember to do it. And, and, you know, you, you miss the assignment. So what we really want to do is, again, kind of work with these things together. We want to have these planning tools. We want to look at the school websites. And right now, I highly encourage students to look at their emails. You and I, Pete, we look at our emails like it's natural yeah. to us, but it is not natural to our 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds. They don't care right. about email and they don't right. see it the same way that we do.
0: And that is so fascinating. I'm watching that in real time as my daughter is getting ready to go. And it is it's anathema to her. To I mean, she does, she does, like, she looks at it. And every time I ask her, have you checked her email? She says, yeah, I've checked my email. <laughs> but every time we go through it, there are things in there that require action. Right. So even if you look at it, if you're just glancing at it and you're not actually reading it, like, the school administrators don't care that you don't like email. Right. It is the primary way that they are sending you inv- information. We never accepted financial aid because of this. Right. Like, we never, cl- we didn't know that there was a box you had to check to accept financial aid. <laughs> like There are important things yeah. in there that will impact your life if you're not doing this. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So those are two things to avoid, right? We don't want to keep things in our head and we, we don't just want to look at the website. So what I want to do today is go through um, two important, really, pl- you know, two important planning tools and you and I, Pete, If you were to go under our category, time management or productivity or whatever, we've talked about these things in different different ways and various forms. And we've probably even talked about it with students or about students. But this is what I've learned. It doesn't matter how many times you hear something, it doesn't always click. (laughs) Right. Or you... It's it, it triggers something that oh, I remember when that re- worked really well. I'd like to get back yeah. to that. So, us being repetitive, I have decided is a good thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, good.
1: <laughs> it's very positive. All right. So, first important planning tool is you have to have some kind of c- calendar. Most people, um, Really do use their iCalendar or whatever calendar, Google calendar, whatever calendars on their phone, right? So, um, that is typically what most people use, but that's not the only thing that you have to use or the only choice. Uh, you can use a wall calendar. You can use a planner, uh, whatever you prefer, but what you need is you need to have one place where you're putting all of your important dates. So you need to go through your syllabus for each class. And you need to write down in this calendar when homework due dates are, especially for those ones that are reoccurring. Because there are so many classes that will say every Monday morning, this assignment will be due. This is especially true for like math, statistics, those type of classes, mm-hmm. right? And so you want to have a reoccurring event on your calendar to know that, you know, Psych 101 homework is always going to be due on Fridays. So put that in there. Any kind of group project milestones needs to be into, you know, into this calendar. Groups can get messy and really complicated quickly because you're working with a group of people, which means things change. And so you want to have those milestones on the calendar, but you also want to be looking at that calendar and updating those things as they as they do change. When are your midterms? When are your finals? When are your personal appointments? Those kinds of things need to be in your calendar. And if you like color coding, I highly recommend it. Uh, I love color. I think it's really important to decide what class you want to be, what color, what color is a personal appointment, you know so you can tell the difference between the personal appointments and the and the classes um so that's what you do with your calendar
0: i have two things to add to this Ed, that are that are related i think yeah the the first one is uh you talk about repeating uh, uh events and appointments and those kinds of things i run into this all the time where you run into people who put and and i get burned by this all the time they put you know this this course meets every tuesday and thursday at 9am for 70 minutes but you do have to make sure you go back into the schedule and remove uh you know or or change specific dates where class is a different time or uh there's a holiday and you don't have class like that that will impact you and could bite you if you're not prepared for a change in schedule that is six weeks down the road that you you didn't actually update when you put that. I'm going to repeat science every yes. week, but never give it an end date, right? Yes. Like, so now you have science that goes in perpetuity. So you've got to be aware of that. The other thing that we're going to talk about, and I think this might be a good segue between calendar and task manager, is that your task manager tied to your calendar should be an indicator of two things, right? First is due dates, which Mm -hmm. is what we're already talking about, right? And the second is Mm -hmm. when you are doing the work. Mm -hmm. And both kinds, kinds of tasks should be represented clearly in your calendar if you're gonna be able to get your work done on time. This is what I was reflecting on when I asked that question about how well the the sort of middle and high schools are doing it teaching kids this stuff because they're really only working on due dates. They're not right. teaching about using time effectively to do the work. Absolutely. And it makes me nuts. It does, and it's
1: interesting because uh, around midterms and finals, one of the things that I do with my students is that we do we do a study plan and that's exactly what we do, Pete, is we look at the schedule and some people do this regardless, right whether they're planning yeah. for a midterm or, or not. they know that Fridays they don't have class, so they are going to do the bulk of their homework on Friday from 12 to 4, right? So they have that blocked out and and some students do that and they're very um, mm-hmm. dedicated to that. But when you're when you're being realistic, <laughs> right uh, a lot of the students I work with are not as proactive um, mm-hmm. and so when we are looking at at midterms and especially finals, when we're doing a study plan, we do work backwards. okay, so here's the here's the exam date. We are a week out from that exam date. We are going to block out certain sections of time of when you're going to do your studying and that's exactly what you're saying. So from four to eight, study and put that on your calendar. And I also really like putting when you're in class. And this is true for online classes or Mm -hmm. in class, because as a visual, it's really important for you to be able to look at your calendar and see where do you need to be and when and when and how much time do I have left?
0: It, it, the whole process of of visualizing, you know, it goes back to the old ADHD trick, right? That why, and for executive functioning purposes, why is it better to wear a watch that has analog hands moving mm-hmm. so that you can visualize your place in time, mm-hmm. right? So you can see mm-hmm. time. And that is a huge benefit for ADHD. Yes, um, because what
1: think about when you were a student. Yeah. Next week is the exam. Well, next week seems really far away. So
0: far away. But today's
1: Friday. And next week is Tuesday and you've got plans and you're supposed to go home for the weekend and your mom and dad want to see you and they want to hang out with you. And (laughs) right. Right. So now all of a sudden it's Sunday, you know, okay, I'm tired. I don't, I mean, I can just see it. I don't want to work on this. I'm just got home from being at home and. And mm-hmm. now it's, you know, oh, I still it's this later this week. Right. We just don't have a good sense of time. And then all of a sudden it's Monday and they're like, crap, I got to study for this. Right.
0: Right. So I that's why. And, and I've, this is again, you talk about how important it is to be repetitive. I, that's why I'm such a huge, huge fan of time blocking. Mm-hmm. Right. Of putting every pl- everything on my calendar for which my body is expected to be present. Right. Right. And so if it's if I'm in class Tuesday, Thursday for 70 minutes, starting at 9 a.m., you bet your sweet bippy I'm putting that on my calendar. I am also putting on the calendar. You know what? I have a homework assignment and there are specific things I have to do. Those specific things are going when I'm going to do them. If it's, you know, write introduction for science paper. When am I going to do that? Right. Because just showing when it's due is ineffective. It's not. It's it's not
1: enough. It's not enough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the task manager. So this is really basically how you're you're keeping track of what needs to be done. And uh, there are so many different ways to do this. Um, There are lots of options, different apps, specifically for students, you know, that that are task managers. Um, and I'm not going to necessarily recommend any. It, not that I don't recommend them because I think yeah, they're great. Right. I just think there's a lot of them and I think you, you have to kind of look at them and see what resonates with you. Um, but I will also say that a whiteboard is a great tool to have. It is a great old school tool to have for school. <laughs> uh, yeah. Especially if you need something that's just really simple. And I would say that most of my college st- students need something that's really simple because they do get lost in the planner. Now, I think that a lot of people, I do teach them how to use it and we work on it and they bring it to the sessions every day or every week. Um, but the nice thing about the the whiteboard is you're just looking at things on a daily or weekly basis, right? So what I want people to to take away from today is that look at your calendar, and look at it from a weekly viewpoint. What do I need to get done? What to do this week? Check, double check with the website to make sure and email. Have there been any changes? Are there anything, you know, is there anything I need to adjust for? And then, you know, you're looking at exactly what we just talked about. When are you going to do the work? So on the Uh whiteboard, you might say, you know, math homework due on Friday, start math homework on Tuesday. And it's in front of you. It's, you know, it's right. a simple, easy, visual thing in front of you that here's your week and you know that this is what you have to do for math. Psych 101, I need to read two chapters before Thursday. I'm going to read those chapters starting on Monday, right? Whatever. Um, and then you can break that down even daily if you'd like. I mean there's a lot of different ways you can do this and that's the that's the fun thing. This is where I want people yeah. to think go into it with kind of being curious about what works best for you. There is no right or wrong way to do this and you may find that doing it by a week is too much and you just want to do it by the day. That's fine. Adjust your your th- these are the three things I need to do today.
0: I I think there is a there's a certain intentionality to it that that comes when you decide okay, I'm going to break down this process to just as small enough a, a dose that it's easy. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And to, like, I want, as soon as it becomes hard, I'll stop doing it. But if it only takes me 10 minutes before I'm on my way out the door to dinner and I do it every day and it's, and I'm, it becomes, I allow it to become a habit and I'm enthusiastic about the process of, 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 you know, it's the same thing we talked about with you need a budget, right? Yes. You change your mentality when you do it every day and you're on top of it and you get joy out of knowing, mm-hmm. you know, your stated truth about money or time or work, whatever, it becomes easier to do, uh, you know, when you break it down into pieces that are no longer hard.
1: Absolutely. And and the bottom line, too, is that if you're tired of procrastinating, waiting to the last minute, if that's too stressful, if you're not getting the grades that you want to get, there's a tie here, right, between getting an A and getting a C. If you're waiting to the last minute to study versus if you're yeah. doing a little bit every day throughout the whole term, and we'll talk about more of that tomorrow, but or I mean next week. But, um, yeah. you know, if, if you want better grades, if you want to feel more in control of your schedule, if you don't want to be blindsided by an exam or a test, then, you know, these two tools are the most important things in your life that will keep you on track. That's right. Uh, one thing that I also highly recommend for people, this is the last note that I have, is to have a kind of an ideal weekly calendar. Um, all you have to do is, is go to, uh, just go to Google calendars or actually just Google blank weekly calendar and you can print something off. But basically what you're doing is you're just doing sort of like, this would be an ideal week. So I have class Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 to 11. Okay, that's blocked out. I'm going to study from 11 to 1. That's blocked out. I have a meeting every Wednesday. That's blocked out. So basically what it's doing is it's just giving you a, a vision of what your week is going to look like for the most part. Right. It's not necessarily something that's going to always stand true, but it is something that, especially at the beginning of the semester, when you're really getting kind of used to your schedule and trying to figure out what, what, uh, where your time is going, it can be very helpful to have just a, a, a quick little weekly calendar setup that you can kind of see, um, hang it up on your wall, bulletin board, whatever.
0: I, I feel like it's a, this is a thing we need to go back to the archives on, too, because we did a whole episode on the Ideal Weekly calendar yes, some years right, ago now, right. and I think all of that still holds. So I if too. I can track down which episode number that is, we'll, we'll drop it in the show notes. It. it I, I still have mine as a separate calendar in my set of Google calendars that is mostly hidden, and every co- a couple of times a year, I'll show it in my calendar and see how does my actual day-to-day time calendar Overlay on my ideal weekly calendar. Am I living up to those goals and objectives that I set uh, for that for, for those ideals? And it's a great sanity check. It is,
1: and for people time. that work on their own, or like you and I who yeah. have client work, uh, or students. it is <laughs> so important because that's the only way I know when I can take clients yeah. and when I'm full is by right. looking at that ideal ca- calendar because it has you know client 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 meeting client, you know, whatever it has, everything that I would want it to be. So, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an important thing to do.
0: It is. It's an important thing, and it seems it seems frivolous when you first start doing it. It seems like, well, ideal. Well, yeah, ideal. I would have a three hour breakfast every morning with mimosas, but that's not the point. Right? No, <laughs> not, not right now. <laughs> How well are you living up to the objectives that you're setting for your life? Where are you going to fit in your work study schedule yeah. if your classes are you know taking place in the evenings? When are you going to fit in, the actual work to be done. And this is one of the things, you know, I live by is, is projects and subtasks in my task management system, right? If you aren't making use of this, being able to group subtasks, you might have a project that's due December 7th. Uh, but within that, if you just put that in your to-do system, it's not going to get done. It you have to know nothing. that there is a revolving, yeah, a revolving set of tasks that need to be assigned time and space in your head and in your body to do the work between now and on December 7th. And uh, it's, it's, you don't get to check it off until it's turned in.
1: Right. So, oh, yes. You uh, can talk to my daughter about that.
0: All the live long day. (laughs) This is great, and and um, I I I love that we're still doing these back to school series uh, uh, episodes, Nikki, because I still am learning more every single time we do them. Every year, I do
1: too, and it's it's so fun for me because you know I work with as a coach, I work with college students, and every Sunday or every Sunday, every summer I have time off because they're they all have time off right from from student work. I still work, but not with students, and I always take that time. Uh, to learn new things and to learn more about ADHD and the student, And so it's really fun for me because in September, when we do these shows, I can share with you guys what I've learned. and and uh, again, I think the repetitiveness is a good thing because uh, you just, it just doesn't always click the first time you hear something, you know, and especially yeah. read something. So I hope right. this is helpful and, um, Good luck, everyone, for this new school year. Many people have already started. You're right. Because like Midwest yeah. and Eastern or East Coast schools, they all started in August. So they're halfway through Crazy. already. I know. They're already done.
0: <laughs> they're practically graduated. They're,
1: they're looking at like Christmas now. So,
0: <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody, for your time and your attention. We sure appreciate you hanging out with us uh, this week. And we'll catch you next week. We're going to talk even more about more back to school stuff. I can't wait. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. See you next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast.